Hey everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. God is good, and all the time, you may have a seat. An elderly couple were watching television one night in their family room, and the husband got up and said, I think I'm going to go to the kitchen and make myself a sandwich. Is there anything that you'd like? His wife said, well, if it's okay. I'd love to have ice cream with some chocolate on it, if that's okay. She said, but why don't you let me write it down? Because we've been forgetting a lot. We went to the doctor, and the doctor said we should be writing things down. He says, no, I got that, ice cream and chocolate. Come on. He says, anything else? She said, well, if it's not too much of a problem, could you put some whipped cream on it? She said, but let me write it down. Let me write it down for you because otherwise you'll forget. He said, I won't forget, okay? I won't forget. She said, I know, but the doctor, he said, I won't forget. She said, well, if that's the case, then would you mind putting a cherry on it as well? He said, let me write it down. Let me write it down because otherwise you'll forget. He says, woman, I'm not senile. And with that, he angrily got up and walked off towards the kitchen. Took him a while, and a little bit later, he came back, and he was holding a plate. He passed the plate to his wife, and on the plate were three eggs and toast. His wife said, I told you. I told you you'd forget. He said, what did I forget? She said, you forgot the bacon. <laughs> we are all good forgetters. In fact, the older I get, the more I forget. Any of you relate to that one at all? That's why I believe that what we need is not a new word from the Bible, but sometimes we just need to be reminded of some things that we maybe already have known, but we forgot. So, welcome to this new series called Getting Back Into Shape. It's not the new, but we're going to look back and remind ourselves of a number of things that maybe we have heard before, and in doing so, get back to becoming the people that God purposed us to be. And we're going to start today by reminding ourselves of the power of praising God. The power of what? Praising, praising God. So, if you have your Bibles, would you open up to Psalm 100? 39, Psalm 139, I'll be using the NIV version. While you're turning there, I'm going to ask you for a favor. Would you take a deep breath in right now? Take a deep breath in and hold it. Let it go. Another one. Deep breath in, hold it, let it go. That breath was a gift to you from God. We didn't deserve it. He gave it to us, and he gave it to us for a purpose. And here's what it says in Psalm 150. You're going to see it on the screen. We're going to start with this verse today, and I would ask that you would read it aloud with me. Here it says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That breath was a gift. And with that breath, we are to praise God. Now, I know this for certain. In heaven, we're going to be praising God big time. How many know the party's already going on? Absolutely. It's already a party up there, and we're going to join it. And so as long as it's already going, we might as well practice for it, right? That's exactly right. So in the weeks ahead, you're going to hear from some of our young people. And so today, Pastor Jaden and myself are going to be teaching, and we're going to look at God's benefits to praise. God's benefits to praise. Let me pray for us today. God, you are so good. You're so kind. Even while we slept last night, you didn't. And all night long, you looked at us and watched us and cared for us and prepared this day for us. Before I ever stepped inside this room, you were here. 
And God, now we have the opportunity just to come into your presence and, and just to praise you. God, would you forgive me for the many times that I look at things that I think are wrong or things that aren't happening and God, I forget that everything's a gift from you and God, that you're worthy of all the praise. And so, Father God, I pray that every breath that we do collectively would be pleasing to you and that your word would come alive in our lives. We love you and we look forward to what you're going to teach us. We ask this in your name and all God's people said. Before we jump into the benefits of praise, let's start by talking about what praise is not. Okay, here's some things that praise is not. Number one, praise is not just music. It's not just music and singing. Now, obviously, we talk about praise and worship, which we obviously just did through song, but man, praise is not just music. How, how many of you have children? Do you have children? Okay. So if your child came home and they had a good report card and you wanted to praise them, would you sing your praises to them? Son, I'm so proud of you. You had such a good report card. Uh, no, I don't think you would. Because if you did, your son would look at you the way you're looking at me right now. No, praise is not just singing. Praise is expressing, but it's always words and everything else. So praise is not just music. Here's the second thing that praise is not. It is not silent. Praise is not silent. If you're a young man and you're single and you're enamored by a gal and you just looked at her, And then she says, what are you doing? And you say, I'm praising you. <laughs> Dude, you're not praising her. You're freaking her out. That's stalking. Okay, stop it. Praise is expressive. You say, you speak it, you talk about it. You never keep it silent to yourself. That's what praise is. Here's another thing that praise is not. Praise is not just when good times are happening. Because how many know that even when some things aren't always good, there's always good good things we can be grateful for. So these last weeks, when it was maybe a little bit colder, as Pastor Tim said a few weeks ago, we could find things to praise God for, maybe like a warm house, a warm shower. So it's not just when things are good. And here's the last thing, that praise is not just Sunday mornings. Can you imagine, as a family, gathering the kids and saying, okay, kids, hurry up, hurry up, 1030, hurry up, get around the table, we got to praise each other. This is our, this our time to praise. Hurry up, we're going to be late. Come on, come on, around the table, let's praise. No, it doesn't happen. It happens all the time. And so we have to understand that praise is not those things. Here's a definition of praise. Warm approval and admiration. I like that. Warm approval and admiration. We praise our spouses. We praise our kids. We praise our employees if we're co-workers with them. We also know this, if you're a fanatic of a sports team, uh, you praise your sports team. So let's say that you have a basketball team and they just won the championship game on a last-second shot. Would you just be silent? I doubt it. Man, you'd be cheering. You'd be hooting and hollering them on. And you know what I think? I think God's worthy of more praise than that. I think God, praising God should be expressive. I think it should be verbal. I think it should be loud, all those things, because that's what's going on in heaven right now. And when you and I think of all the things that God has done that we can be praising him for, I mean, everything that we take for granted, I think God's worthy of it. We have four grandkids, and our three-year-old grandson, his name is Pierce. This week, he and his mommy were talking to our daughter, and, and he said uh, to mommy, he said, what's the name of the church that Pop and Nana go to? And our daughter said they go to a church called Celebrate Church. 
That's the name of the church. Well, a couple days later, they were talking about church again, and our daughter asked Pierce, she said, now what church, do you remember what church that Papa and Nana go to, what the name of that church is? And he said, yeah, Excited. So that's the name of our new church. That's our new church name, Excited. Because I believe God's people should be more excited than any other people out there. Why? Because we have a God worthy of praise. Am I right? So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. If this is your first time here, maybe we're not always this way, but we're going to be this way today. Before we can talk about the benefits of praise, we're going to praise God for 10 seconds. Now, I gave you the parameters. Okay, a lot of expresses, so feet on the floor. Get your stuff off your lap. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to say one, two, three, praise. And when I say that, you now have to erupt with the kind of praise you think God is worthy of. You ready? One, two, three, praise. Come on. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. I've heard more excitement at bingo night at the nursing home. Because some of you weren't praising with us. If it, gets you, if it takes five seconds for it to get you up, that's okay. You can still praise for five seconds. So everybody, 10 seconds of praise. 10 seconds of praise. You ready? Feet on the floor. Ready? One, two, three. Praise. Come on. 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 Not bad for your first attempt. Now that we've praised... Let's talk about the benefits. Here's the first benefit of praising God. Praising God lifts my spirit. It does what? Lifts my spirit. However you came today, God's antidote is praise. You might have come here tired, fatigued, discouraged, worn out. Praise can and praise will change that. Here's what Psalm 35 says. And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. As I'm just around the world, I hear a lot of people that are discouraged, a lot of people that are worn out. I, I hear a lot of things like that. In fact, I look around, and would you agree that sometimes you look around the world and the world seems to be kind of a mess? That's why this message is so important. Because we have to stop looking at what's around us, instead focus on who's within us. In our country today, we suffer from a lack of energy. How many of you are morning people? I mean, you just wake up and you're ready to roll, okay? How many of you would be morning people if it was later in the day? <laughs> That's probably most of you. So you say, oh, maybe I need to get something to get me going, okay, to kind of revive my body, get my body rolling. Think about this. In America, 29 billion gallons, 29 billion gallons of energy drinks are consumed by Americans every year. 146 billion cups of coffee are drunk. And I think some of you had a, quite a bit of those this morning already. And we do that because we got to get our bodies going, got our bodies going. What happens when our spirits, though, are fatigued, when our spirits are tired? What do we do? Can you do what God's answer is? Praise him. That's God's answer to being spiritually fatigued. You praise him. Praising God is... It's not just a command, it's a gift, a gift that God gives us that we give back to God. And we're supposed to praise him even if it's not a good day, we think. I, I, how many of you had a bad day? You just had a bad day. You know, Napoleon was a famous general from a number of years ago, conquered much of Europe, and 
He was known for motivating his troops and keeping their spirits up. And one time he was at a camp and they were, knew that there was an enemy coming at some point in time to face them. And a courier came in and said, General Napoleon, we've seen the enemy. They are coming and we're outnumbered five to one. He turned to his aide, Napoleon did, and said, would you go get me my red vest? He said, why would you do that? He said, because if I'm shot or wounded in battle, I don't want them to see me bleed. I want them to keep their spirits up. At that exact moment, another courier came and said, Napoleon, they're right on us, and we've, we were wrong. We're outnumbered 20 to 1. He turned to his aide and said, with the red vest, would you bring me my brown pants too? You are going to have those kinds of days. But praise can even turn your worst day and make your heart light. It can boost your spirit. Here's what it says in Psalm 28. The Lord is my strength and my shield. I love that. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song I praise him. You know what praise does for me, but it'll do for you as well? It gives me a different perspective on things. You know, if, if you had a little child and, and they wanted to see the parade, there's a parade in town, whatever else, and you got there a little late, so we're kind of multi-deep now of people, and your child is standing on the ground, what is your child going to see of the parade? Nothing. What are they going to see? Yep, legs and other parts. That's all they're going to see. And so the child then lifts their arms up to the parent, and especially the dad, and says, Daddy, pick me up. And sometimes the dad will take them up and put them on their shoulder, and now the child can see everything, because it's a new perspective. Praise, that's what he does. When you and I praise God, God now will take us, put us on his shoulders, and we see everything from his perspective, which is a different perspective. That's why it lifts our spirit. It, it gets our focus off of ourselves. Can we agree we are a selfie world? I mean, how many more selfies do we need to take of ourselves? We're focused on it, and God says, no, no, get your attention off yourself. Put it on me. Let me show you what I see. I have this. I have you. Here's what it says in Psalm 150. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. So when the trials of this life leave you worn and weary, what do you do? You praise God. It will lift your spirits. Now, if you, if you really want to get a major boost of that, come tonight at 7 o'clock for Sanctus Real. And I'll tell you, you are going to have a major boost of your spirit you can still come and join us at 7 tonight. Here's the second thing that praising God does. Praising God helps me sense his presence. It helps me what? Sense his presence. See, because whether you feel like it or not, God is always with you. There's never been a time that God has been absent from you. I, I love Psalm 139. Do you have it? Let's look at verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. And, you know, if I can be honest, even though I, I read that and I, and I know that, can I be honest and tell you that sometimes I still don't feel God? You ever done that where you feel like God might be a million miles away and doesn't understand what's going on? You know what? David wrote most of the Psalms, and yet we know that David wasn't always in a good spot. Many times David was being chased, he was being attacked, he was alone, he was defeated. And yet he comes back and he says, no, no, I understand that God is still with me. 
See, let me ask you this way. Do you, do you feel your way into an action or act your way into a feeling? If you're married, how many of you are married? Okay. If you're married, has there ever been a time in your marriage where you didn't feel in love with your spouse? Okay. My wife has never had that, but you might have had that. Of course, we all that because feelings come and go. See, the issue is this. In understanding how that relates to us, if, hey, if, we, if I wait to feel my way into an action, I'll never get to the action. But in marriage, if I don't feel like it, but I know it, I'm going to love that person. I'm going to act as if I love that person. I'm going to speak as if I love that person. Will that feeling come? It will. Absolutely, it will all the time. And so, in fact, do it this way. Repeat this after me. We worship, not because of how we feel, but because of what we know. Sometimes I don't feel like praising God, and that's when I know I have to be praising God. See, if the only time you pray is when you feel like praying, you know what Satan's going to do? He's going to make sure you don't ever feel like praying. Because he will always attack you in your feelings. And the same is true with praise. And maybe you've had unanswered prayer. Maybe you've had a devastating diagnosis, a disappointing event, a betrayal by someone that was close to you. And you don't feel like praising at all. In fact, you don't feel like God's around at all. No, we know that God's there. And so we act our way into the feeling. Because when I don't feel like it is when I need it the most. Here's how Psalm 140 says it. The righteous praise your name and they live in your presence. Absolutely. I love that one. Here's what praise does for me. I use it in this illustration. Praise gets the kink out of the hose. You ever done that in the summertime? You're going to water some flowers or this, and you know the water's turned on and yet nothing's coming out. What, what's going on? You have a what? You have a kink in the hose, and you have to go and unkink it, and then it can flow freely. That's what praise does. There's times in my life where, man, maybe my priorities have to be realigned. I have to get my affections refocused. I have to get my soul restored, and that's what God does. How how can you sense God's presence? Here's a couple thoughts. Maybe take a walk outside in nature when it's not 50-mile-an-hour winds. Okay? But I can I tell you another one? It's just reading, the, it's reading God's word and reading it out loud. If you have Psalm 139 still open, look at the first verse. You've searched me, Lord. You know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You know my thoughts from afar. You know my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before You lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. See, just reading God's word, reading Psalm 139 over and over again, God's presence, you'll start to sense that. You'll start to feel that. Maybe it's just talking out loud to God. Maybe it's thanking him, writing a list of everything to be thankful for. God is worthy of our praise. In fact, praise opens the door of heaven. And God's presence, now we can feel that and sense that. Here's what Psalm 22 says. He inhabits the praises of his people. He looks forward to it. He anticipates it. He inhabits it. So we've talked about two benefits to praising God. Praising God lifts my spirit and helps me sense his presence. Now, before Pastor Jaden can come up and give the next ones, we have to do 10 seconds of praise, okay? Because God is worthy of it. You ready? Feet on the floor, okay? Make sure the person next to you is ready. You ready? He's worthy of it. Let's join heaven. 
One, two, three, praise. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Well, good morning. You may be seated. I just love that. You guys actually sound really good this morning. But again, good morning, celebrate. My name is Pastor Jaden, and good morning to those that are joining us online. We're glad to have you with us. But a lot of you know that I'm expecting and that Noah and I are expecting our first baby in October. Yes, we're super, super excited about it. Um, And so the more we get closer, when I found out I was pregnant, and the more we get closer and closer to October, I'm more aware of children around me, like newborns, babies, toddlers, no matter where I'm at, if I'm here at the church or I'm out in the community, I'm just seeing more children now that it's a reality for me. And one thing that one age group of little children that fascinate me are toddlers. And I don't know why they fascinate me, but I think it's just maybe because they're starting to run around and they're starting to learn how to talk and ask questions and they're just so curious about life. And one question that I hear a lot from toddlers, and I, probably, I, I bet it's probably really annoying for parents, is that they're always asking why. Like, why this, why that, like why, 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 why? And I think the older we get, we're still curious about things as grown-ups and as adults, but we stop asking the questions why. Or we wonder about a lot of things, and wondering and being curious about things aren't bad, but we don't seem to be taking the next steps to actually find the answers to our questions. And when it comes to our relationship with God, we need to actually dive deeper into who God is. Because I have a lot of questions for God. I don't know if any of you have questions for God, but I have a lot of questions for him when I get to heaven. And I want to know a lot of things that why he costs things. But we need to look and dive deeper into who God is. And so can we do that this morning? Can we look at praise and dive deeper into praise? Let's do it. So I don't know about you, but if your health is falling apart, you go to the doctor, right? Like this pregnancy has actually been really rough. I'm finally into my second trimester, but my first trimester was super rough. And I was feeling off, and I continued to go to the doctor to see if they could help me out. But that's what a lot of us do. If we see something is off or we feel something is off, we go to the doctor, right? Or maybe it's the same thing if you own a house. If your house is falling apart and you need something fixed, maybe as it's getting warmer, your air conditioning, you're seeing that it's not working right now, you're going to call a repair person to come and fix it, right? Or maybe it's the same thing with your car. Maybe your car is making all kinds of noises, or maybe your dashboard is like filling up with all the obnoxious lights, or it's dinging at you like, I need fix, something's broken. You're going to go to a mechanic, right? And they're probably going to give you a number that's probably a ridiculous amount of money to get your car fixed, but you're going to have to pay it to get your car fixed, right? But my question for you is, what do you do when your world is falling apart? What do you do when our nation is in trouble? What do you do when you've hit a crisis so big in life and you have nowhere to go? Maybe you've talked to and sought the advice of a spiritual mentor. Maybe you've talked to a family friend about their advice. Or maybe you've even gone to a counselor. 
But what do you do when you've hit a crisis so big in your life and you're not able to find the answers that you're looking for or the answer that you truly need? But can I give you the answer this morning? Because it's exactly what we're talking about, is you run to God, you run to the Father, and you start by praising him, praising him despite no matter what you're going through in life. So our next benefit of praise this morning is praising God reveals solutions I cannot see. Praising God does what? Reveals In Psalm 73, in verse 16, it says, I tried to figure out what is happening to me, but it was too difficult to figure out until I went to the sanctuary of God. Write this down. Praise is God's problem solver. Praise is God's problem solver because it's an act of faith. And you see, whether we get it or not, whether we understand the trials, the hurt, the pain that we go through in life, praise says God does, and that's worthy of our praise. Because God understands what all we go through in life, good or bad, and that's what praise does. Isaiah 55 is some verses that we probably have all heard before. The Lord declares, he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. If you want God's thoughts on your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your relationships, in your career, any aspirations that you have in life, you first have to start with praising God. The doorway to God's answers is found in praise, because we all have questions for God. We all have questions of why things happen. But the doorway to God's answers that we're all searching for in life is found in praise. So I have this blender up here, and I'm going to try to turn it on. This blender is worthless, right? Does anybody know why? It's not plugged in. It's not plugged into a power source. And that's the same thing in our relationship with God. If we don't connect our we don't, if we don't connect ourselves to a power source, if we don't connect ourselves and plug ourselves into God, if we don't plug ourselves into God's word, we'll never understand who God is, and we'll never understand praise. Our next benefit of praise is praising God helps me remember his blessing. Praising God does what? Praise is God's reset button for reality. And life has a funny way of skewing our perspectives, right? Like, I don't know about you, I've heard that the older you get, that you have back pain. Does anybody have back pain in here? Or maybe you have aching joints or pain in somewhere in your body. If I would have a hammer up, up here, and you would come up here, and I would hit your thumb with the hammer, I bet for a split second, you probably forget that you're having that pain in some other part of your body, because you're going to be focused on the pain of your thumb. And how many of you have gone through some hard things in life? Yeah, all of us. We, faced, we have faced hard things in life. And I'm still fairly young, but I've gone through some hard things in life. And I can't imagine that the older I get, I'm going to continue to face hard things in life because that's reality. But it's the same thing with a hammer, that all we can focus on is that pain in our thumb if we would get it hit with a hammer. 
It's the same thing when we have problems in our life. When we're facing a struggle, all we can seem to do is focus our whole attention on our problem. We can't see anything else. It's only our problem, our pain, and our hurt. But we have to remember to praise God no matter what is happening to us. And some of you are in a battle right now. Some of you are in the biggest battle that you've ever faced in life. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you're dealing with something that no one else knows is going on. But have you thought about praise? Have you thought about getting under God and getting on your knees and just praising him no matter what is going on? Is God really worth it to you? Or is God only worth it when things are going good, when you have the answered prayers, when you received the miracle? Is God only worth it to you when things are good? In Psalms 28, 7, it says, The Lord protects and defends me when I trust in him. He helps me and he fills me with joy as I praise him. There's a worship song that we sing here often at church, and it says, When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. And I would go farther and say, when all I see is the battle, you have already won my victory. Because as we move away from Easter, we know the end of the story. We know that God has came down, and he's died for our pain. He's died for our hurt. He's died for our struggles. And that's worthy of our praise. And there's another line of a song that I love. And this, actually, this line has been around for a while, but my friends, my people my age, would know this line from a Chance the Rapper song. And it says, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. And that is so true. When we praise God, his blessings do come down. And as we close out this morning, I'm going to invite the band up. And our last benefit of praise is praising God breaks my chains and opens doors. In the book of Acts, we read a classic story of just this. In Acts 16... Paul and Silas, they were friends, they were buddies, and they were actually in prison. And it was dark, it was dirty, it was dusty, it was probably smelly with all of those boys in there. But in Acts 16, in verse 25, it says, At about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs to God as the other prisoners listened. Suddenly, there was a strong earthquake that shook the foundation of the jail, and all of the, door, the jail's doors broke open, and all the prisoners were freed from their chains. And I don't know about you, but what chains do you need that need to be broken? What chains do you have that need to be broken in your life? Some of you are in a battle. Some of you are in the biggest battle that you have ever faced in your life. But have you thought about praise? As we move beyond Easter, we really have to make praise the posture of who we are, despite what's going on around us. That's who we need to be as a church. That's what we need to be as a community of believers. That's the posture that we need to have in our nation and in our world. Pastor Reed shared the definition of praise. And the definition of praise that he shared is the warm approval 
or admiration for someone or something. When we praise someone, when we praise a significant other, a friend, a child, a coworker, a teammate, who gets the benefit? Them, right? Because we're telling them that we're proud of them. They're, getting, they're giving the affirmation. They're getting the benefit of that. But the type of praise that we're looking at this morning is biblical praise. And when we praise God, he gets the benefit, but he returns the benefit to us. Because I want to go through our, our benefits this morning, our points this morning, and I want to highlight something. I'm going to ask you to circle a word in each, in each point as I read them to show you exactly the benefit that we get. So the first one that we looked at is praising God lifts my spirit. I want you to circle my. The next benefit was praising God helps me sense his presence. Circle me. The third one was praising God reveals solutions I cannot see. Circle I. The fourth one was praising God helps me remember his blessing. Circle me. And the last one was praising God breaks my chains and opens doors. Circle my. See, every time we praise God, we get the benefit. We get the return. He gets the benefit first, but we get the return of that benefit. Because God wants to help us. God wants to give us solutions. God wants to give us the answers that we're all searching for. He wants to break our chains. He wants to open doors that we can step into. That's what God does. That's what God does in our life. And some of you are, are in the greatest battle that you've ever faced. Maybe some of you are going through a health crisis and the doctors are coming back and they say, I don't, we don't really know how we're going to help you. Or maybe you've even received the news that they're not going to be able to help you. Maybe some of you have had a significant other walk out on you, a friend walk out on you, and you feel so betrayed. And those are very real feelings. Maybe some of you are going through something that no one else knows, maybe an addiction, maybe mental health. Maybe some of you have, or maybe some of you are grieving, you've lost a loved one. But on the opposite side of that, Maybe some of you have received the blessings. You've received the answer prayers. You're on the mountaintop. But what praise says is that you need to humble yourself under God's mighty power and to give him praise no matter what is going on. The valley or the mountaintop, you praise God. You give him the praise no matter what is happening to you. Because we're going to go through valleys. We're going to face mountaintops throughout our life. It's going to be a constant roller coaster because that's reality. But praising God says no matter what is going in my life, I'm still going to give God praise because he is worthy of that. So I think we should give the loudest 10 seconds of praise that we've ever given this morning because God's worthy of it. God's worthy of our praise no matter what is going on. So let's stand up. Let's give God some 10 seconds of praise because he is worthy. Can we do that this morning? Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, 
make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless. God bless.